What does it mean to follow Jesus Christ? Yesterday, in an illustration on Christian Holiness Daily, I placed his footprints in a minefield and described how we should carefully step exactly where he had stepped. While missteps and straying from the path will happen, Christ warns us that the entire journey will be hazardous. The first thing that comes to mind when thinking about following Christ is that he tells us to deny ourselves. And he goes on to say that we need to take up our crosses and follow him. We cannot imagine the gut-wrenching terror of this statement. Not in our modern context. We just can't fathom it. Stay tuned, and we're going to put that in the context of the first century listener, the first century reader, next on Christian Holiness Daily. As I've said, we cannot imagine the gut-wrenching terror of the statement, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Even if we try to put it into context of the first century reader, we cannot fully fathom it. To even appreciate this statement at all, we must stop thinking about the cross as a gold emblem to be worn around our necks or our wrists. We cannot think of it as two four-before posts that fit together easily to be hoisted on the shoulder lightly. We must think of the cross as the first century reader would have, at least to the best of our ability. So here is just a little context. Public executions were common in the Roman Empire, nearly a daily event. Many crimes warranted execution by crucifixion, including theft, rape, and murder. Crosses were little higher than eye level, so that the one dying could easily hear and see those who mocked him, which often included relatives and close associates who betrayed the convicted for fear of being the next condemned. A sign attached to the top of the cross announced the name of the condemned and his crime. And the cross was low enough that the sign could e easily be read. The Romans were expert executioners who knew exactly how to beat the condemned to within an inch of his life. To beat the condemned to death when he had been sentenced to die by crucifixion was itself a crime. The executioner could tell you exactly what time they expected the condemned to die and they knew how to prolong or hasten the death accordingly. It was uncommon but not unheard of to find an entire road lined with crosses for miles. Jesus was himself crucified near a road outside the gate. The Greeks used crucifixion before Rome was an empire. When Alexander seized Tyre to the north of Israel in 332 BC, he crucified 2,000 people. Crucifixion to people conquered by Caesar was the means by which Rome instilled fear and maintained control. For Jesus to tell those who would follow him to take up their cross was to strike fear in their heart. I can think of two modern parallels, but both fall short in striking fear. To compare the cross to an electric chair fails because the electric chair is not used to intimidate. It is carried out behind closed doors. The cross was used to intimidate. To compare crucifixion to beheading fails because beheading is too uncommon, although that may be changing.
Why did Jesus tell us this? I mean, it, it makes for lousy recruitment. I cannot imagine a poster that says, take up your cross and follow me, or go sit on the electric chair and follow me. What was he thinking? It speaks to easy believism. Is it enough for us to simply say a prayer like reading a magic spell and then consider ourselves saved? Even if we exhibit no remorse of our sinful life, even if we do not repent, is it enough for us to simply say the prayer? It's not. We must take up the cross. We must walk in the footprints of Jesus. Taking up the cross is not a burden we must bear. It is not living with human frailty. It's not, oh, that's my cross I must bear when speaking of an ailment. It is following Jesus no matter where the path takes us, even if it leads to job loss because we read our Bible on lunch break, even if we are sued for refusing to bake a cake, even if we are jailed for what we preach, even if we lose friends because we don't hang like they do, even if we are targeted by terrorists for being Christian, we must follow in the footsteps of Jesus. It means desire. It means denying our human desires and desiring Christ instead. It means denying our human impulses for fun, thrill, and pleasure, and praying for God to replace those impulses with his love. It is denying ourselves daily, by the hour, by the minute, with every breath we take, we deny ourselves and pray for God to live through us. That is following in the footsteps of Jesus. How the cross ever became a symbol of the church is beyond me, but it did. And there is comfort in the cross. And we're going to talk about that a little later. For now, thanks for listening. This has been Christian Holiness Daily. Bye. You can find the text of this devotional at ChristianHolinessDaily.com, and you can also contact us on that site, or you can go to the Anchor app and contact us there. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Till next time, I'm Steve. Bye.